When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's up, people? Thank you for tuning in to Post-Match Carnage. Liverpool nil, Chelsea nil. Two very, very mid-teams playing a very, very mid-game. It is what it is. I didn't really want to speak on it, but I must speak on it. I have to speak on it. I need to speak on it. And I hate speaking on my own. You guys already know. Um... I'm the only soldier, really. I'm going to admit it now. I'm the only soldier on Football Carnage. Can you make sure you cuss the rest of the lads? Because no one was able to to strengthen, give the, give themselves the strength to come and talk about it. But you know what? I found a fellow soldier and I've, I've got Huss with me. Huss, you know what? People can say what they want. Me and you are the real true soldiers because we're here frontline talking about what we just witnessed. Um, what did we just witness, bro? Uh, it was just one of those games. I think, I think going into it, um, we knew we knew what kind of game it was going to be, and the the way it went, uh, I, I don't think anyone is surprised by the scoreline or the way we played, the, the way both teams played. I think, well, your know, pre-game, I was actually speaking to my mate who's actually a Chelsea fan, and he was saying to me, "We're going to lose." Now I messaged him back saying, "We're probably going to lose." So it's like both sets of fans are not very confident in the team at the moment, and rightly so because we. It's not been a great start for both teams this season, and um, it ended up being as exactly what we expected. Uh, just a you know a bit of a bore fest, and one of those games where we were wishing we probably didn't tune in. 
Yeah, you're right. You're so spot on. I've done about, I must have done about seven different previews for different channels, platforms this week. And it was almost like, we didn't want to play this game, both sets of fans. So if I was on a Chelsea channel, they were like, oh, you know what? You're going to bat, you're crap, but you're going to batter us. And I was like, you're crap, but you're not going to lose. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it was exactly that. We both knew what was going to happen. I'm not going to lie. We come out of that game lucky. I think they had the clearer chances, the better chances, not through brilliant play of their own, but just mm. nervous and, and apprehension and just lack of any physical presence from us because it was set pieces. We get an early break with the with the offside rule, which was offside, right? It was offside, right? It was no denying that, was it? Yeah, or yeah. Do you think, or do you think it was? No, I thought it was his leg or his, his foot, sorry, was just off. But it's one of those, I guess. Exactly, it is one of those. I mean, look, we're going to get into the lineups and, and what you thought of the lineups when we get people. Can you guys smash up the likes button as you enter? Um, come on, this ain't easy, you know. What I mean, talking about Liverpool right now is, isn't easy, so um, uh, I need all the encouragement and motivation I need. And um, likes inspires me, you know, when you like something, the other person feels appreciated, so they want to do more. Mr. Noor is in the building. He says, Grizz, you have to step up and bring us hope because that was shit from my phone. Bro, it was shit from my 60-inch TV as well. It was, uh, I watched it in my car on my phone with my mates for the first 20 minutes. It was shit on my phone. It was shit on my TV. It was shit from every angle. People that were at the game were saying it was shit. There's no angle. There's no TV. doesn't matter how widescreen, flat screen, phones, whatever app you watched it, that was dire. Normally, Hus... Morning, like early kickoffs, have that feeling of lethargy about them as well. The crowd doesn't get a chance to get up for it, not enough time. People have travelled early from their homes. People have had lack of sleep, going into the ground. Some are still rubbing their eyes. It looked like both sets of players and coaches mm. probably had lack of sleep as well, right? Yeah, I mean, even when we're at our best, you know, previous seasons, an early kickoff is always a bit. It wasn't. It, ne it was never our best like game. Mm. Uh, even when we used to, you know, last season, the year before, like I always thought early kickoff sometimes is a stumbling block. We don't perform as well, as well. And obviously now we're not doing as well. It's you know it's not as a surprise that we've not. I know what it is. Uh, we'll obviously come in to discuss what happened, what went wrong, uh, where we go from here. But yeah, it's, it had one of those feelings early on that it's going to be a, a like a not a great game. Not for the neutral. Cagey. I, I think you. Enjoyed. I think you. I think I don't know. Was you going to say cagey? Yeah, a bit cagey, but lacking in quality from both teams. I think. Uh, I. I. Under, I. I. Oh, sorry, I agree. Chelsea were the better team overall, but I think that's more down to just how. Yeah. The, the quality of the game is lacking a lot. Hundred mm, percent. Mm, um, I. I agree with you. <clears throat> I don't think they were the. Maybe we've been a bit harsh as Liverpool fans saying that they were the better team because we know how good we can be. And because we're so off our levels, we're looking to be we're looking to be a bit extra negative than we would be, if you know what I mean. Yeah. We weren't good by any stretch of the imagination. And we know they've been going through an awful patch as well. But it looked like it looked like they had a few more ideas in terms of how to create a chance. Whereas I honestly, Hus, I didn't know. I couldn't picture us creating a chance. I don't know how you yeah. felt. And I haven't felt like that about a Liverpool team since 
since the since the Rafa days sometimes or the Julio days. Now, because Rogers, we always used to be able to create chances, we just couldn't defend. Yeah. Right. But and look, before stop me, please, before I get too carried away, because you have to remind me that we have got none of our forwards fit. Yeah. Right? No Jota, no Diaz, no Bobby. Gakpo just walked through the door. Mohamed Salah is the only one who's part of the famous front three that we've had for the last, what, six, seven years? So there's going to be times where we look a bit impotent up front. But I think that was as impotent as I've seen. I don't, I'm older than you. When was the last time you thought that you couldn't see us scoring or creating a chance or looking a threat? Can you remember a time or a team? Um, well, apart from this year, in terms of Klopp, I think it was that six game, you know, when we went on that six game loss streak during COVID. Oh, um, during COVID, yeah. That six game, it looked quite like we couldn't string any attacking play together. Yeah. But apart from that, I think you'll have to go back to someone like maybe a Hodgson or a Rafa, where we look like we need a spark. And um, I don't know what it is, because I still feel like we had a decent team out. That's probably the best team we could currently play in terms of what we have available. Well, Nunes, Nunes wasn't oh, fit to start, so we know that. It might mm. have been a different story if he was like 75% fit. Obviously, he was mm. about, actually, actually, he probably was about 75% fit, but we couldn't risk him. Um, got a couple of super chats before we continue. Uh, yo, what's good? Oh, mate, neither team, neither player. I don't even know who, we'll get onto it, who you thought was man of the match. Give us some shouts, guys, what, what you think, because I haven't got a clue. I don't even know if we, anyone deserves to be a man of the match. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Grizz, I need you to explain to me what Klopp was cooking, putting Elliot left wing and our natural left winger Gakpo as a damn striker. Is he high? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna speak about that right now, bro. I didn't understand that. I did not understand that tactical choice of of selection. I didn't understand the personnel wise. I understood Elliot had a very good game. I actually thought Elliot was lively. I just don't think he's got the, any attributes to play as a left winger in a Klopp system. So. And look, people already know my views on Gakpo. I'm not going to make every show and every chat about Gakpo, right? It is what it is. He's, he's, he's Cody Gakpo. We bought him now. We have to back him. We have to support him. And hopefully he'll get better and more comfortable once the rest of the forwards are around him. Because right now he looks like a duck out of water. And even everything around him is not right. There's none of the regulars. There's none of the main midfielders in form. Henderson, Fabinho, horribly out of form. Ox, Naby Keita looked awful today again. Thiago even had a poor game today. He had a very good game the other day. So there's no supply. Trent's not playing. No supply from Trent. Robertson looked shaky today. So to, to just pinpoint Gakpo would be harsh from my point of view. But I've made my feelings very clear Hassa, you uh, what's your views on Gakpo? I haven't, I haven't heard you speak on Gakpo. Um, well, when he was coming in, I didn't, I, I didn't know so much about him. I've seen bits here and there, but um, I want to give him a chance. But yeah, I don't want to write him off straight away. I know a lot of fans are uh, looking at Gakpo, thinking, uh, "What have you bought?" or whatever. But um, I think he's played four games. The one thing I would like to see from Gakpo a bit more of is, um, I want him to see do more basically because when I watch him play. I still, I know the team's not, you know, the structure maybe and the players around him, etc., isn't isn't great. Mm -hmm. I want to see him 
you know, take the game but a bit more to the to you know the, the opponent. And I feel like you saw with Mudrick coming on 30 minutes and you saw straight away that's what he's about. With Gakpo, I'm still yet to see something. But I'm not going to write him off. It's still very early. The team is not playing well. And um, when we get the rest of the players back with him, hopefully he does improve. But I, I do want to see more from Gakpo. And I'm, I'm willing to give him time because I feel like no one's playing well in this team. Yeah, 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 yeah. If, 100%. If, if the 10 players were playing good and it was just Gakpo that wasn't playing well, then we'll, be, we'll obviously be, you know... There'll be more scrutiny, yeah. Yeah, but if no one is really showing anything right now, putting their you know, performance in, and I think we have to give a bit of time to Gakpo as, as you know, people don't like that, the patience thing. Um, but... it's, 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 just, it's just unfortunate for a minute. The time yep. he's come in, the team is at his worst it's been for years, apart from yep. that COVID season that you're referring to when we had no centre-backs. This is the worst we've played. Um, it's horrible watching us right now. But we have to get through it. We have to mm. get through it. We have to somehow, somehow try to salvage this season. Um, and Gakpo's going to be scrutinised because he's come in as the signing in January yep. for 40 million. So the eyes are going to be on him. And then because the rest of them are injured, there's going to be more responsibility on him. It's going to be a long season. We already know this. Uh, AFC Max, big up yourself. He says, hey, Chris, sending my love from Sydney, Australia and all of the Aussie Gooners. What's your opinion on Arsenal season this season? Unfortunately, unfortunate today you will bounce back. Appreciate the love, bro. Appreciate the support. Bro, you already know my views on Arsenal, man. I've told you guys to just stick with a process. You could see very early on what Mikel Arteta was trying to do. And he just needed backing from his board um, and hierarchy to let him make the changes that were needed. And in terms of getting out all the waste men from your club, the squad, the change in the attitude, the mentality, instilling his. And now you guys look up like a, a very, very, very good outfit. I still make... Man City's slight favourites, but it can change, bro. It can change. Um, you guys got a huge game tomorrow against Man United. If you win that, the confidence will go through the roof. Uh, Huss, what's your opinion on what Arsenal are doing right now and Arteta? It's brilliant, really. You can't, if you're an Arsenal fan, you've just got to be enjoying the moment and then you should enjoy the moment because uh, that was us. And I think Arsenal. Right now, they look brilliant, and uh, I think they can actually win it now. I mean, at the start of the season, I was had my doubts of asking yeah. whether, they, whether they can keep it up. Even even a couple of months ago, when they were on that run, I just thought, and it also coincides with City. I don't think they're the same team um, as previous years. Uh, you know, as unfortunate as Liverpool fans, we sit here um, that why has City got a drop off the year? We're we've, we're bad because otherwise, you know, we should be up there, but. Uh, yeah, Arsenal, moving back to them, I think they have a you know very good, very good chance of winning this league now, and if they should you know embrace it and you know Arteta is doing a great job, and I don't see them letting up really. If they win tomorrow against Man United, um, obviously they need to keep players fit as well. Yeah, there's no there's no reason why they can't win the league now. Yeah, look, the way City are playing, the way everyone else is taking points of everyone else, Arsenal need to concentrate on what they're doing. And you're right, injuries need to be avoided. You can't really avoid injuries. It happens, it happens. But they need a bit of luck with the injury yeah. situation. Um, guys, only 50 likes. Are you not taking a piss out of my life? Like, I'm actually talking about Liverpool after that. I've come online for you guys, man. Come on, man. Show some love, man. Huss making his debut as well. 
on a show with me. He's been on a call-in before. So come on, guys, man. If you don't like me, at least like us, man. Look at his jumper, man. Oh, look how fresh his jumper looks, man. Nice yellow outfit there. Come on, you already know. Um, yeah, man. Black up the stream. Um, there was another super chat that I wanted to bring up. Sorry, give me one second. Serious investment. Akash says, serious investment needed in midfield. At least three new centre midfields. Clock can't fix something that is broken permanently. Don't want to shout unnecessarily, but can't see this happening under this ownership. <sighs> Akash, I don't think anyone, there's, I don't think there's anyone left out there that will disagree with that, right, Hus? We need, yeah. in my opinion, minimum two midfielders, like minimum. I agree we need three, but minimum two midfielders. And we don't need minimum two mid midfielders, like what I mean mid, like, you know, just like, like your squad yeah. potentials. No. We need two that are going to walk in and start the first game of next season. 100 million percent. Um, but three, I, I agree we need three. Because let's face it, even today, Henderson and Fabinho came on and didn't really take the game by the scruff of the neck. They had about 15 minutes, I think, to 20 minutes to impose themselves. I think it was 15, 20 minutes, guys. Let me know in the chat if it's not. But they didn't really impose themselves. They didn't really look physically up to it. I don't know where they are mentally. We just, I mean, no one will disagree with that, right? In terms of the ownership, I'll give very, very quickly give my opinion on it. We're going to be under new owners next year, inshallah, God willing. Um, so let's just bide our time, be patient with that. And I agree, this ownership, this under this ownership, we won't spend the money necessary to revamp the whole team not only the midfield because i have a fit i personally would go for a center back as well this summer so that's three midfielders and a center back which will cost us around 250 million if we're looking at the required quality that we need uh, even i mean not even but you won't disagree with that will you if you do let us know what you think has no i think we definitely need midfielders i think i think everyone sees that now um we needed a midfielder probably Summer twenty one, we were some we were asking for a midfielder in you know didn't happen. Summer twenty two comes along, we just signed um, obviously Nunes was a as a big signing, and then we got a couple of uh, obviously Ramsey and um, Cavalier comes in, but mm -hmm. it's, it's that position that we have not really strengthened for a while now, and I think it, it definitely needs to happen uh, and be addressed, and hopefully we can bring in the right quality uh, in the midfield. I think we need two, three, you know, some people will say four. Mm. Um, with, with the players leaving, obviously, three players leaving, so they will have to be replaced. And, yeah, just hopefully, you know, in regards to the ownership, hopefully we do get some owners in, in and, you know, lets us move forward and someone that will invest into the team. And, you know, hopefully that change comes in the summer, but we'll see because I don't think anything's close. I don't I don't think. Uh, people, nearly close to 300 of you in here. It's can we smash up some likes and we get this so so it helps the algorithms and it gets more people to see what we're trying to do and achieve on this channel. Uh, you already know we're close to 23k now. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe and definitely like the stream if you haven't. Yo, what's good? Sends in a super chat. He says, Grizz, I need you to find out what we work on in training. I'm genuinely curious. I think the players are genuinely freestyling. Yeah, do you know what it is? What happens in these situations when your when your team plays like that? You think to yourself, "What's going on? Like, are we really doing anything training? Is there really 
is there really any structure? But what we have to remember, and as hard as it is, bro, as hard as it is in times like this, we have to remember how hard it must be for the coaches as well. Every week, two, three players dropping out. You can't work on something. Then Gakpo's a new player. Nunes is a new player. Uh, he doesn't even speak English properly yet. He can't even understand probably some of the instructions. You know what I mean? So it's very difficult to get rhythm going. We don't have much time to train right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm not making that as an excuse. I'm just saying the causes, causes for, possibly causes for it. Because it's not an excuse. We shouldn't be ninth. It's not an excuse to be ninth. But it's definitely an excuse not to be challenging. Is that fair? Yeah, I think there's a lot of reasons you could put it down to. Uh, obviously, a lot of people will look at that midfield and potentially not buying a midfielder. And I think a lot of the fans have pinned it on that. But now you're looking at the, the our good players are playing really bad now as well. You know, players like like Salah, we expect more from him. Um, you know, Nunes hasn't obviously coming off the little injury he had. And is I think this season, I don't know about you, Grizz, but for me, I I don't expect much from this season anymore. Um, I think if we can get something in the Champions League in terms of, you know, if we can get past Real, we'll see. But the rest of the season, I think it's going to be up and down. I don't think it's hard to see us get consistency, um, consistency. until we get maybe if we get Diaz and Jota back, we might get something then. But they're not back till uh, at least, you know, Feb, March. And it's hard to see how we get that consistency, if, especially internally. When we, when, like I said, we don't have as many, maybe as many options as we'd like right now. Mm. People are reminding me we're actually eighth now. Get in, get in. Progress, <laughs> progress. Making moves, people. We're making moves. We're up to eighth. Uh, I'm sure there's a couple of teams that probably can overtake us if they win today. Uh, I haven't had a look at the table. I don't know if you look at the table these days. I don't look at the table, bro. No, no, I don't <laughs> look at the table. AFC Max comes in with a super chat. Says, "Did you see the two signings, Grizz Trossard and a Polish centre back, which I, which I bother producing because I'll butcher his name." You got to back clock. Yeah, you're right, bro. You're right. Arteta's been backed. Fair play to your board, man. Fair play to your owners. I know you guys have had issues with your ownership, protests galore, moaning at them, this and that. But at the end of the day, you're in a nice, shiny new stadium. You've got a young, progressive coach. You've got a young, energetic squad, and you're adding to it just when you need to add to it. I mean, I don't know if you guys needed a, a centre-back right now. But you've got a centre back, which is good, um, and you're flying. You're doing very well. Your whole club looks suddenly looks neat, structured, organised, um, and yeah, fair play to to your owners. Sometimes you got. Sometimes you can't see through the murky mud. Murky mud. Is there such a thing as murky mud? But you know what I mean. Murky waters. You can't see through it. You think, ah, oh, club's finished, finished, finished. But now you can see light at the end of the tunnel, um, and we've been through that as well. Right now, it looks murky for us. And right now I'm down. Huss is down. Most of the Liverpool fans are crying. And I get it. But I don't think it's anything as drastic as as sort of other clubs haven't been through in the last few years. We really know that we're two, three strong, energetic, powerful midfielders away from challenging a game. Or do you see more problems than that, Huss? No, I do believe we are a few players away from... I think we can get back up there again. I think, you know... We've shown that, you know, even in the COVID season where we finished third and then we just... Best all example. We did, all Best we signed example. was Konate because we knew, we knew desperately we needed a defender. We signed Konate and we're back up there. I think now it's obvious we need midfielders. We need a couple. 
I, I think we can get back up there uh, and challenging again, hopefully. But um, it's going to require work in the transfer market. As we said, we've we've left ourselves short. It's like, you know, it's a bit unfortunate that uh, we've let certain teams catch us because I, I feel like we were, you know, miles ahead of teams like Manchester United and Arsenal. And now they've completely, you know, it's fair to say they've overtaken us and, you know, we can overtake them again. Uh, mm-hmm. But that will require us working in the market and hopefully addressing our issues. Uh, Neil Gunner says, I'm assuming he's an Arsenal fan by the surname, unless that's your real surname. So big up yourself if that's your real surname. He says, all of this all of this is a lack of planning, no proactiveness. There is no excuse. You always say you'll run well, but at the moment you're not. I agree with you, Neil. I agree with you. And I've said it many, many times. My my pride of supporting Liverpool and bigging up Liverpool was always based on, you know, how well run we are. Because I like to be well run, like... My personal life's not very organised. I'm the most disorganised person. But I like seeing other people <laughs> operate in an organised manner. I, I just love it. I love when someone so organised knows exactly what he's doing, when he's doing it, how he's doing it. And our football club was like that from top to bottom. We had a football structure in place. We had a sporting director in place. We had the best analysts in place, down to the nutritionists, down to the fucking throwing coaches, court, set-piece coaches. Everything was in sync. And in the last 12 months, starting from the very top, the owners are looking to get away because they can't afford to keep up with the rest of the big boys in terms of money and finance because they want to operate in a certain way and they can't afford it. At least they've been honest. We can't, we can't handle Newcastle, Man City, Man United, how they're going to take out loans, spend the owner's own money. They've said we, ain't, we can't operate like that. So fair play to them. That's caused uncertainty. Sporting director leaving. What was his name? Michael Edwards. The one who takes his place, not even completes a year and decides this ain't for me for whatever reasons, right? And the reasons will come out eventually. Don't want to speak about it now, today. He leaves. The doctor leaves. Background, backroom staff leave, include top, top analysts that know that were the secret to our success because it's not just Mohamed Salah, Sadio Mane, Michael Edwards and Jürgen Klopp. There's a whole heap of secret people working behind the scenes that enable us to become the machine that we are. And I was proud of this. I don't know about you, Hus. When I used to talk to other fans, I used to say, yo, you lot are, you lot wish you was run like us. And they used to be well jealous. They say, you know what? Your club's sick, man. The way it's operating is so smooth. You make 40, you make 40 million pounds signing, you turn him into 100 million. You never spend over 40, 50 million on a player apart from Virgil and Alisson, game changers. Like, you know, you, you buy one or two, the rest is all 30 to 40 million pound players mid. You never hear about drama, controversy. You don't have any issues with the ownership. But you see what happens right from the top. There's a, there's a bit of, what's the word? The connections become a bit loose and it's just filtering down through the whole system. And now it's finally showing on the pitch. And you're right, bro. You're right. We're not run at the moment well at, at all, and we're paying for it. Is that, would you agree with that? Or yeah, I mean that's with pretty much any line of business. Uh, once if it's not correct at the top, uh, it's not going to filter down well, uh, and you're not going to get success. And there's uncertainty with the ownership, and I think that has now maybe impacted us as well on the pitch. We've seen it more, um, but hopefully we can get that uncertainty sorted out. Whether they minority investment where they sell the whole thing um, because I think we need stability again and we like you said we were the world you know we were seen as a well-run club we, there's hundreds and articles wrote on us about the way we operate 
and you know everything from our dietitians to you know Ian Graham and the and the nerds. But now I feel like I don't know because there's so many rumors that I don't know who to believe uh, with Pep uh, taking and Klopp taking more control of transfers, etc. We we won't know yet, but it does seem like there is some sort of disconnect between key staff and maybe there's a bit of like frazzled thinking or something. I don't know. Something's definitely gone wrong backstage, I think. And um, this is what we see now, a bit of... Because like, like it goes back to the Arthur Mello signing. I don't think they would have planned for that. Liverpool don't do that. Two, three no years chance. ago, no Liverpool chance. don't do that type of move. And for us to go and get him, it shows me something went wrong in the, in the operating system. 100%. That was probably the... How do you say it? Uh, the final straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, we knew that, that that we knew that this is a this is a bit long. This is a bit mash up now. This confused thinking, confused all thinking, and we're not. And we're so, yeah. The process is broken. Yeah, the process is broken. That's when you know if you're signing Arthur Mello on the last day, you know the process is broken. At what level we don't know. Yep. But you know the process is broken and it's not smooth. Uh, DC sends in a super chance. Our defense, what defense? What a mess! We've kept two clean sheets. Is that two clean two clean sheets in a row? I believe. Yeah. So positive there. <laughs> Clutching at straws in it, bro. We have to. Like that's two clean sheets. Did it look like we were keeping a clean sheet today? Did we deserve to keep a clean sheet today? No. Mudrick looked. Someone asked me earlier on in the chat. Sorry, I forgot who it was. What did What do you think of Mudrick? Mudrick looked. Mudrick looked like someone we could have done with. Mudrick looked like a clock forward. Yeah. As opposed to Gakpo, who looks nothing like a clock forward, guys. Oh, I'm going to stop talking about Gakpo again, you know, and everyone's going to start thinking, oh, Grizz is being a prick because he's picking on the new guy. Why am I picking on the new guy? But I just it's frustrating, isn't it? Because I'd like to think I know my football. Obviously, nothing compared to Pep and Klopp. But I don't see nothing in Gakpo, guys. I don't see Gakpo being a Liverpool type forward. And I hope I'm so badly, badly wrong. I'm so... Look at Mudrick in that 20 minutes. What did he show you? What did you think of Mudrick in that 20 minutes? Uh, He showed me, you know, pace is a thing. It burns defenders and... He comes on straight away and he's looking to get in behind. He looks light on his feet. Tricky player as well. Yeah, he looks like something, the type of attacker we target rather than Gakpo and Nunes even, who are more different. I don't know if the recruitment have decided to go in another direction, but you look at Mane and Salah, what they have in common is they have that blistering pace and they like to beat a man. And even going back to Elliot playing him on the wing, it seems like we're, I don't know, we're changing our way we'll play or we're recruiting players that maybe don't fit like what, what made us successful. It's that, it's, that, it's that process thing again that we were talking yeah. about. Isn't it? We had <clears throat> we had a system that we worked towards when signing players. We looked at their we looked at their uh, attributes, their speed, their running stats, their pressing stats, their top speed, the amount of presses they can do, their strength levels, levels of strength, their mentality, their attitude, their leadership qualities. And I, I don't see any of those, like, which one of those things, right? If you if I gave you that tick-off list, right, and said, Huss, you're the new scout for Liverpool, please tell me which, what, which ones would you have ticked off for that, for Arthur Menno? 
Yeah, I, I, I just don't know why that signing happened. Which, really. which one? Which one would you have ticked off? Not oh, hardly really. any of those attributes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any, not, none of them, really. Injury um, prone. Sorry, durability would have been one of the things that we tick off. There, yeah. pace, effectiveness, controlling a game, technique. Okay, he's got technique. He's a Brazilian. They're born with technique, right? Fair enough. But am I, am I, am I being a, am I being a reactionary prick? Uh, I mean, I think it all comes down to. I think fans are now annoyed. We're going to start looking at maybe more decisions, such as the signings we've made or haven't made, and even you look at the selection today um, in midfield. I, what did you think of the midfield today, by the way? Well, we're going to, yeah, we're, okay. So let's get into the selection. Let me just read this one, and we talk about the selection today, and we get into today's game. Mm -hmm. we've, we've gone off on a tangent. It's supposed to be reacting to the game, but obviously. Yeah, things are deeper. There's deeper issues with Liverpool than opposed to just, you know, uh, AFC Max. Uh, with someone that's enjoyed watching Liverpool in your glory days, you have to back Klopp. He has done what he has done for your club. Nothing short of exceptional. You need your owners to show him their support. Absolutely, absolutely. Jurgen Klopp, I think, made another error today, but he's not immune from criticism. But he hundred percent has to be backed and needs to be backed. There's no way I'm calling for Klopp ahead of ownership change or anything else or certain players. No way. Klopp's the least of our problems. Let me tell you that for a fact. Fact. Um, before people start making stupid noise and agendas against the Klopp. He's made errors. Sometimes when you panic and you've got so much issues and the pressure builds, you do start making errors. But I think he just needs to relax and compose himself. And this is where you need a good, strong number two people around you. Just to slow you down and, and start thinking calmly again. Um, and that leads me to what point that you made. Um, that lineup, what was the thing that stood out to you in that lineup? What, what did you think when that lineup came out? So, the positives about the lineup, I, I was quite happy to see Bashetik start. Mm -hmm. I thought he played pretty well against Wolves. I thought he was man of, my, man of ma sorry, my man of the match against Wolves. And I, I liked how he played. So, I thought he's starting again because there was doubts whether, whether Klopp would revert to type play Hendo and play Fabinho. So I was glad he started Bashetic. He went Keita, Thiago. So I was happy with the midfield. Um, the back four kind of picked itself, I thought. Picked itself, yeah. And then the front three, I had a slight worry or issue with it. With, with Elliot playing on the left, because I thought Elliot would play on the right. Salah would be down the middle and then Gakpo would be on the left. Yep. When, when the team, obviously when we started playing, I saw Elliot was on the left and I was a bit confused as to why we decided not to play Salah down the middle. So that was the only other thing I thought Maybe he could have changed Elliot onto the right to start with. And yeah, um, other than that, we had no other really any options to go with to change it because Nunes could have started, but uh, you know, he wasn't fully fit, so we couldn't have played him. But I would have just liked uh, Salah to play down the middle instead of Gakpo. Uh, mm. That's the only change I would have wanted. Um, but other than that, I was happy with the midfield because obviously we know Fabinho has been struggling, Henderson's been struggling, and it was. I think most fans would have wanted to see them drop for Bashek today. And I thought he did okay in bits, but he got a booking as well. So that early booking, yeah, didn't it? It didn't help, yeah, does it? Didn't help. And yeah, I feel like we did struggle to control it. I think Chelsea had, especially in the first half, uh, Chelsea, I still felt had majority like, possession, when it, uh, controlled more than us. And but yeah, I think Bashek has still proven to me now that he's now involved in, in the. First team first, conversation. First team conversation, yeah. yeah but again, yeah. but again, and then this is not a dig at Bajetic or Bajetic, however you want to say his name. He shouldn't be. Yeah. It's because of the lack of 
form uh, levels of, of 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 performances that are being shown by more senior players and members than him. Yep. But Jetic should be sub coming on like Steven Gerrard used to come on when he started off the odd sub appearance. Crowd lifts himself. Sorry, crowd lifts his themselves when he comes on a big cheer. Young player coming on just twenty minutes here, maybe yep. a Carling uh, Carling Carabao Cup game. He shouldn't be starting a twelve thirty mid day kickoff against Chelsea at home uh, after just being played pretty much 90 minutes against Wolves yeah. a couple of days before. Mm. Like, yeah, I, I, get, I get all of that, what you've said. Like, it was positive from, from Jürgen Klopp. He rewarded him with a start. I get it. But you're asking him, look at the pressure we're under. Look at the huge game this was. Like, not in terms of... We're going for the title or two teams at the top of the table clashing or any of the domestic cup finals last season. The pressure, whoever lost would have been bottom half. Mm, yeah. And we're asking Bacetic to be our number six and stopping Chelsea's every attack is so unfair. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it would be different if we were challenging or near the top because... Um, because we're not doing so well, um, I'm at a stage where I don't mind seeing these other players play because they can't be any worse than Fabinho and Henderson. So I'm actually, I don't mind. I think we're at a stage where, you know, we're ninth or eighth. Uh, I, I don't think it's really that bad to give those players a chance. But contrast that to last season when we were going for the league, I remember going to, I think we played Tottenham and we started Tyler, oh, started Tyler Morton due to injuries. I think that's a yeah. different scenario where now it's like, he has to. Besheik is arguably one of our better midfielders now. The last two games I've seen him, you know, I'm happy to actually play him in there. And I ha I didn't have any issues with it. But I do understand that he shouldn't really be starting. But I, I think needs must now. And it just shows that we're crying out for a midfielder, that we're happy to see Besheik start now for us. Uh, Messi sends in a super chat. says, why is it Casado or no one? Same mistakes time and time again. I agree. I agree. Same mistakes time and time again. It's, it's 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 very apparent to me apparently from why I've heard that he wants Casado and no one else right now. He's willing to wait until summer to throw the whole budget or whatever budget he will have if this ownership stays. As I said, I don't believe it's going to be the same ownership. I keep telling you, lot. That's if you if you want to believe me, you have you can. If you don't want to believe me, no problem whatsoever. I I genuinely believe we'll have new owners for that for that window. Um, of course, uh, a lot of reliable journalists, respected journalists, suggest that it's not, it's going to be minority investment. Let's see what happens. Let's see if I'm wrong, uh, and if they're or if they're right. Um, but yeah, um, guys, get the likes up, man. Apparently, it's not even hundred likes. What's going on? Um, nice debut by Hus. Sean says, "Thanks, Chris, for having him on today." No, thanks for it's thanks to him for coming on today, man. I called him last minute, so there you go. A bit of love for you. Don't get carried away, son. <laughs> uh, still not enough likes, though, peeps. So, all right, it's all good talking about uh, Huss and like, you know, what I mean, and his yellow jumper. But smash up the likes, man. Smash up the likes. Um, I didn't. I, I saw the lineup. Everything was okay. The, you're right. The back four picked itself. Salah had to come back in the team. The only positional, apart from the midfield, and you've discussed the midfield and we've discussed the midfield, right? Yeah. Thiago and Naby had to start after their performances. The only decision, in my opinion, was 
Fabinho or Bejetic because Henderson's playing horrendous. Forget Henderson for right now. He's my captain. He's my club captain. He's a legend of the club, but he's been absolutely atrocious this season. So and so has Fabinho though. So I'm not I'm not going to differentiate between them. I'm sorry. I'm not going to pick on Fabinho and not pick on Henderson. I'm not going to pick on Henderson and not pick on Fabinho. They've both been trash. Thiago has slightly been better than them. Right, but even today he was awful. But overall, Thiago's been better than them too, right? So he plays. Naby's given a chance on the in the Carabao Cup. He deserves his place. Again, he didn't. Again, he didn't take the game by the scruff yeah. of the neck, though. So all Naby fans, including me, he didn't take the game by the scruff of the neck, was he? He wasn't influential, was he? Has did he do anything? No, I don't think Naby had. We, we thought, yeah, you know what? This is why we spent fifty-five million on Naby Keita. Mm. He, he was bullied, not bullied, but he was he was playing up against Gallagher um, Virginia. And, Virginia and and the young guy. Yeah. Paul. Paul. Are you are you serious? Yeah, I think I think most fans have uh, given up on Keita now. Um I just if he's fit for me, I'd still start him right center mid ahead of our other options. Maybe that is due to being the best of a bad bunch. I don't know. Um but I think, yeah, most of us know what Cater is now. You know, if he's fit, we just probably play him and then look to move him on in the summer. He hasn't worked out, we know, for many reasons. Um, but, yeah, I think I think he's just one of those that, for me, anyway, I don't know if others agree, I, was, I still think he's our best right centre mid currently. And that's not saying much about the other options, maybe more so that. But, um, yeah, he, was, he wasn't good today. Uh, no, I don't think he'd done enough anyway to... Help support the uh, the attack. Uh, he didn't. He didn't. Man of his caliber. Man of his name. What What do you think you put it down to? What is it? Injuries is the easy cop out, and I get it. It does take its toll. Yeah, Pro it's it's not a cop out. It probably is the actual reason. But. Do you still offer him a new a deal, or do you no. think do you accept it now? Look, just get on with it. And, and we're going to lose him on a free. That's the part that hurts because him yeah. and Ox were bought for like eighty to ninety million between them, and we're shotting them for free. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Obviously, the way he's turned out when we when he signed when we signed him, he got the eight shirt. You know, we thought he's going to be the next Stevie G or the next midfield maestro that runs the midfield for the next few years. It hasn't happened. Um. I do think injuries has played a massive part. Mm. I, I he hasn't he's... got that. He hasn't got that dynamism about yeah, him that he had at that, Leipzig. Yeah, that's gone completely. He's not that same player at all. I don't think he's he's. We're trying to mold him a bit more into genie. I feel like we try to. Uh, yeah, but he's not robust enough to play. Yeah. Um, he's also. I know a lot of fans don't rate him. They don't think he's actually good enough. I think he. He. I don't think he's bad as, as a footballer overall, mm -hmm. but it just hasn't worked out because. Yeah, injuries plus... I don't think he's ever had the 100% trust of Klopp as well. Uh, I think Klopp has preferred Henderson over him in that right-sided eight, maybe for the protection off the ball that Henderson did provide in, in his peak. And we saw last season as well, there were certain games, I think it was against Chelsea as well last year, where Cater was fit on the bench and Klopp still didn't play him in the Champions League final. You know, we had Thiago gets a last-minute injury. Fabinho was touch and go and he still decided not to play Keita. Uh So I don't think Klopp, maybe, I don't know, maybe people don't agree, but I think he's never really had that 100% backing uh, trust. But that's all to say, I don't think Keita's done enough 
to maybe earn that to gain his trust to earn his yeah, trust he probably yeah. haven't done enough anyway so it's just one of those we have to move him on I think there's no chance we give him a two year contract if we do then it would just be another one of those mistakes he shouldn't get a contract I, I don't think and um we have to move him on. If it's for free, we just have to, you know, take the loss. We I ain't got a choice right now. Yeah, uh, let me add free. in another Liverpool fan, people. We've got Roms in the building as well. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's not the best time to, to to talk to Liverpool fans, but let's see what Roms has got to say about today's. Yeah, look, we could talk about the overall situation. It's only going to depress us, but talk to us about today's feeling at the start and afterwards, because we've just pretty much summed up that nothing surprised or shocked us. It was exactly what we thought. Two mid-teams, two teams that are struggling badly, um, and it lived up to its billing as far as we're concerned. What are you saying, Roms? Going into the game, I thought be a, I actually thought Chelsea would nick it, a 1-0 win, or we would salvage a draw, because even though the performance against Wolves, let's be honest, it was a much changed side, a much youthful side. It was against a Wolves weakened team and the importance of the game's different. The content's different. It's not a league game, it was a cup game. Mm-hmm. But one thing I am happy, I wanted to see the same midfield because we've seen, it's been evident. And when we've kept our more experienced midfield, the results have been the same. So you have to change something to try and get some different results. So a reaction. See, you try to get a different reaction. Yeah. Different reaction, yeah. Even, even the crowd, even if the crowd backs it, that's, a, that's all automatically a different reaction from a quiet exactly. crowd. And at the start, the crowd was more lively at the start, but it lasted, I don't know what you guys thought, it lasted about 10 minutes. Great. Do you know the worrying thing, and Hasia? For me, the only time we looked like score, you know, because Krop must have gave him the hairdryer treatment, because you know at half time, that kind of window from 45th minute to kind of the 60th minute, that 15 minute, I looked to my brother and said, we might score here. This is the most threatening we've looked. Yeah. Whole game. Then it just kind of fizzled out, and I'm like, oh. then he's taken Nabby off. But I understand that move because Nabby looked like he was blowing it. We know when has he ever really lasted 90 minutes yeah. for us? But um, I understand for me when it hit about the 70th, 75th minute, I think Klopp was playing for a draw. He just didn't want to lose the game. Now when he um introduced Hendo's um Jones, I think he thought, you know what. I want to win this game, but let me just ensure I don't lose the game. Because when Mudrick came on, that Milner change had to be made because every time it went to Zayic, that was the trigger for Mudrick to run in behind. And they were successful twice. First time, I think he brought it down. I think he went past um, Gomez and hit side netting. And the second one, let's be honest, if he hits that first first time or gets it on target, it could. I'm not going to say 100% would have been a goal because you got the best keeper in the world. And if it wasn't for him... We'd probably be staring in relegation places. Do you know what I mean? However, if he gets out on target, we could be one nil down. And that that move, whenever it got to Ziyech, and Ziyech hasn't been the best Chelsea. A lot of the Chelsea fans, he's not in real favour of them. But what he does have is a wonder of a left foot. We know that. And every time Magic got in behind, I think Trent came on and nullified it to somewhat extent. But that was worrying me. But there was only about that 15, 20 minute window period where I thought we would score. But other than that, it was, it was everything we expected, like you said, Grizz. It was quite dire, quite cagey. I knew it would be a low-scoring game. And yeah, I, what kind of bewilders me is, I wanted to see... I don't know what you, you two starting 11s were coming into this game, but I wanted to see Elliot in his position, in that right-wing position. I don't know why he kind of went 
back on the left. Well, this is it. He just played probably his best game of the season where he played. Uh, it was very apparent against Wolves. We had no pace through the middle. Mm. Um, so Salah comes back and you automatically think, Elliot's got to hold his place, surely, right? And if Elliot holds his place, which was the right wing, then Salah comes in. And then Gakpo, who's played a lot of football on the left, can go back to his left. Because even for PSV, he was predominantly playing off the left. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got, if that doesn't work out, then you've got Nunes, who's probably only got about 45 minutes in his legs. Instead, he changes the whole dynamic of it. And I say the word dynamic, but it's anything but. It's 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 the total opposite. It just kills the nullifies because Salah is totally, totally out, outnumbered, and on that side, Badashile and Kukurela were up him, and mm. you know, Salah didn't have the confidence in the team, in the structure of the team, to leave that position and go looking. He had to help out James Milner, who's not the yeah. quickest. You understand what I'm saying? Robertson's looking to just bombard forward because he knows. Elliot hasn't got the pace to go behind, but then Robertson's worried about Ziyech going in behind him as whatever. I just thought it upset the dynamic, man. Do you that remember one we, move. Do you remember when we first saw inkling that Elliot could be devastating on the right? Do you remember our preseason game against United? His mm-hmm. little, or he, I think it was actually, I think it was three. It was three thirds, so it was like three different starting 11. But I remember. I know it was preseason, and I know it was the importance of the game is different. But when I saw Elliot in that right wing position, I thought we've got a play here. But you're not going to displace Salah. You're you're just not. So it is it is hard to kind of fit him into the team. But when I saw him play against, when I saw the starting lineup against Wolves, I said Elliot's going to have one of his better games. You could just tell it's it's where he's most comfortable. You saw it Blackburn as well. He predominantly played in that lone move. He predominantly played on that right right-handed side, and it's where he looks most threatening. And when I saw him kind of go to the left, I thought, I understood why Klopp did it, but it's just frustrating as a fan because we know we would probably get the best out of him on that right-hand side. But, yeah. You say you say you understood. I didn't. Huss, did you understand, like, why he done it? I don't, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not joking. Only... I don't get it. Honestly, you guys are saying you understand. Well, Roms is saying he understands. I don't understand. Huss, do you understand why he done it? What's the thinking? Yeah, the problem with Elliot is I don't. Salah's going to be right wing no matter what. He's yeah, not going to yeah. break in there. But what Klopp could have done maybe is what I wanted wanted to see is Salah down the middle. Gakpo, who probably prefers to play on the left, he likes drifting out wide. So Gakpo could have went left and keep Elliot, give him another game to see can he do it again on on the right on the right side. So I would have done that. But yeah, I, I didn't really understand Elliot because he the thing with Elliot, I think he does lack that pace really to play out wide. And um, that's my my concern. With check this out. But check more. this out. I actually thought Elliot's touches were crisp, clean. His touches, he looks vibrant. I'm I, I hate shitting on Elliot because I think he's one of the most hardworking. And I know it's just a you know people hate hearing that. Like everyone says, our oh, hard work should be a a, a pre given. It's not. Trust me, innit? look at other other players in a lot of clubs. It's not a given. Yeah, but he's got an attitude to learn. I think he's got nice technique. You can see he gets the ball out of his feet. He's just not blessed with physical attributes to take him to that next level. Yes, and that's I nothing... That? Yeah, go on. That? It might not seem as important, 
But when you're a diehard red and you supported the club your whole life as well, you know you want to give your all from forget kind of like the intangibles and what like what you're best at on the pitch. When you're just a fan as well, you're naturally gonna give 100 percent because he's he's loved the club from young. So yeah, I think you can that's see that, yeah. Up. Yeah, it plays a part into it. No, but he's always wanting to learn. You can see, and I've seen elements of his game improve. Mm. But it's not fair how I'm gonna say it, it's not fair how Klopp's using him. Yeah. Yeah. It's not fair. Yeah. He's not played one single... He's not being coached and groomed, in my humble opinion, into one role. You know what, Harvey? Harvey La? You know what I mean? I'm sure Klopp don't speak <laughs> like that. But, but, but you know what I mean? But <laughs> Harvey's not being told, right, I see a future for you in my team as a right winger in a 4-4-2 with Mohamed Salah and Nunes or Jota whoever coming through the middle going forward or I see you as a number 10 in a 4-2-3-1 I see you in a 10 or I see you as a wide man I'm not saying you give Harvey Elliott uh, what's the word a um, certified team place that you're going to be no but you give him a chance to work on a position so even when he's out of the team he knows that's my position I need to work on it in training everything I get giving young players, a few roles to play. But look at Curtis Jones. He's suffering as a result of that. This guy, I think sometimes you need to give them a focus point, focal point, especially in a team like Liverpool, that's going to have five, six forwards that are ahead of him. You know what I mean? Three or four midfielders that are going to be ahead of him. So he doesn't know, shall I harness my game to become an eight? Shall I become a controlling wide left player? How shall I construct my game? Because for a young man, it's a lot to take on. Yeah. It's a lot to take on. So I'm not one of these that's ready to jump on Elliot. I'd rather jump on the coaching. And and, and 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 that's... Some might say, what, are you really doubting Klopp? I'm not doubting Klopp. I'm saying he needs to do better in terms of coaching the likes of Elliot and Jones. Because if you're not going to buy players because of the fact that you want to trust and you show loyalty to your youngsters, then show me a plan for them. Yeah, yeah. If you're saying, I'm not going to go to the market, I think I've got what I need, then show me a plan for them. I haven't seen a plan for Elliot. Because, I think you're spot on because I've been quite critical of Elliot this season, but I think I'm being disingenuous to him because when you've seen him play, because I watched him a few times on loan at Blackburn, when he was on that right flank, oh my God. I'm not really a numbers guy, but you saw his numbers, his performance. He was That's him. That, team. that is him. So when he's coming to our team, and he's kind of a shadow of himself. And I'm getting on to him. I think one minute, you know what? It's unfair because that that eight role is not really because it's not even just him. It's it's as a collective that Trent, Salah, and Elliot on that right. He's not that natural protection Trent has had in these last four or five years from a hendo. Come on, are you look look look, look 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 look? Let's be honest, yeah. Let's be honest. We've all played football, right? Okay, me at a higher level than you two. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. We've all played, <laughs> we've all played football, right? Now, we already know, yeah, at any level, when we used to see someone skinny, small than us, yeah, even if he's tricky, we already know, okay, you've got quick feet. Okay, my guy, you look good technically, but I'm going to rough you up. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to rough you up. And if the referee is on my side, I'll he'll, he'll let me rough you up and get away with it. Because that's what's happening to Elliot right now. Elliot is looking sharp. I'm not going to cuss Elliot too much. But he doesn't know his role. He doesn't know what his what he, what 
his role in the team is, what position his team is, and what what is he facilitating? Was he facilitating the midfield today? Was he playing wall passes with Gakpo? I didn't see any interplay with Gakpo. Was he supposed to be coming inside so Robertson can overlap today? Do you get what I'm saying? And then he was, and then he was thrown in the second half, Huss, into midfield, like something completely different from wide left in a four-three-three to now. He took him off for Naby, didn't he? No, sorry, he took Naby off. No, what did he do? He, he took Naby off. Yeah, 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 and put Elliot in midfield. Midfield, like, yeah. Like that totally, any momentum we had, that killed us even more, didn't it, Hus? Mm, yeah, I just I just don't think Elliot is uh, archetypal Klopp 8. He's not. In terms, in, so in that sense, he Klopp's decided to play there. If he wants to mould him into a different player, he's not. Maybe he, maybe he could do that because he did it with Wijnaldum. But Wijnaldum has the natural like physical attributes. <sighs> That's what I'm saying. If he's going to mould him... Klopp will have to, you know, live and die by his decision because I don't think he's an eight at all. I don't see him making it as an eight. And is he going to make it as a wide player when Salah, Mane, Diaz, they have that blistering pace? Where that's what we're used to under Klopp. So unless he changes the way we play, maybe playing with a different someone that is more of a controlling player that, like, like, like for example, not comparing them, but Foden likes to pass and you know intricate play. And is he going to do that, or what does he want to use Elliot as? Because I don't see him being an eight or even a winger long term. So, and it's not because I don't. I think he's a bad player. I want to make that clear. I think his attributes and skill set isn't maybe a four-three-three in a Klopp team. And I think that's very fair to say that. I don't think you're being unfair to say that. Um, you know, I think he is a good player. He's shown, you yeah. know, he's shown in his loan spells and at Liverpool. I just think we need to have a plan for him going forward, uh, guys. There's over four hundred and fifty in here, and and you're not even hitting the like button. Like, I don't know. Like, there's no cohesion in the Liverpool team. There's no process in the Liverpool team. Looks like you lot are not functioning properly today as well. Like smash up a line, can it? Come on, man. It's hard work, man, talking about Liverpool right now. I'm not it ain't easy. You understand? It ain't easy. But I don't know, man. There's not much incidents to talk about, Roms. Like if we go through the game, like it was just horrible. I, I couldn't picture us creating a chance from open play. And I was telling us they were causing issues mainly through set pieces because. Normally, we've got Fabinho six foot, Henderson six foot, Virgil yeah. six foot plus, uh, Nunes six foot plus. None of them are playing. They're being replaced with shorties, basically. And so every time Chelsea got a set piece, like uh, uh, Joe Gomez, for example, right? I don't know what to. I don't know what to say about Joe Hurts. Gomez anymore, man. I don't Hurts. know what to do. He was good against Wolves. He was magnificent against Man City. You just when just when you think he's done, he puts in a performance, and you think no, he's got the physical attributes. He's, he looks quick. He, I don't know. And then today he looked so uncertain again. He's giving Ellison Allison horrible back passes. Yeah. Going like, yeah, like he's basically the choice of pass or the decision making. It's just not. It's, it's causing panic. A lot of panic, and it's. I've got sentiment to him because he's literally from down the road from where I'm from, but it has to go out the window because he's he's setting the tone to panic. Like you even said there was a even there was an incident in the last 10 minutes where he's kind of played it back to Allison. But Allison, it's like Allison knew he would play him that risky ball because Allison was already pointing, no, don't go back to me. He played to Allison and they nearly, nearly intercepted. Yeah, nearly intercepted. And uh, it's sad because I when when Joe Gomez signed that deal, I thought, cool. 
Are we is he signing this deal for him to be the future, or is he signing a deal just to preserve his resale value? I wasn't sure, but now for me, it might just be it hurts, but it might just be time to not this window. We can't because we know we know we have to and the English code and all that stuff. But you mean the summer? summer? You mean the summer? Yeah, yeah, it might be time to move him because. He is, remember, centre-back, you have longevity. Centre-backs and keepers, you have the most longevity in your career. He is approaching his peak. I don't even think he's 26 yet or he's turning 26. No, nah, he's not, yeah. I think we might have to cash in on him because um, this is a question to you two. Do you see him having a future at Liverpool? Because I just can't. I just can't. Because I I've think spoken. So I've, spoken, I, I've spoken on Joe Gomez quite a bit. Huss is making his debut, so I'm going to ask Huss, man. Yeah. Let, let us know what your thoughts are on the Joe Gomez scenario. Taking into consideration, though, Roms, I don't think you took into consideration how much surgery is needed in other parts. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you've got a certain Joel Matip there who's who's done, who's done. you know, he can't run. Yeah. He's, he's finished, his legs have gone. You know, like when you know it as a boxer, you start, that's him. You, that's him. His legs are he's shaking now, he's shaking. Like maybe one game of Fortnite he can play. I'm being serious. And I, I love every single one of these players, so I'm not calling them out and being reactionary just after one game. So taking into consideration the state of the surgery we need, right, Hust, and the state of the centre-backs, what do you do with Joe Gomez? Are you, do you, are you going full FIFA mode, gung-ho, revolution, evolution, and changing the whole shit? I think it, go, it will go back to what owners we have in place. Because if we do have new owners, I would be open to major surgery in the team, uh, whether that's buying another centre-back and maybe letting one of Matip or Gomez leave. Because we don't want to get to that stage again where we let players decline on our watch. I think mm. we want to see them go elsewhere and maybe decline. So I wouldn't be against getting rid of one of Matip. Because con- I think Matip's contract runs out in 2023. Gomez obviously has a longer contract, but another thing with Gomez, he's he's still a young guy and he's had, I think, three very, mad, very bad injuries. Mad injuries. So when you get that type of injuries, uh, especially three, two, three times, it's hard to get back to that level again, um, I think. And if we got a big offer for him, I don't know what he'd be worth. What's would... a big offer, though? What's a big offer for Joe Gomez in the current market, his age, profile, everything? Matip ain't getting nothing. Matip ain't, we ain't getting shit for Matip. So I think we're resigned to letting Matip go at the end of his contract, which is next year. Is it next year or this year? I can't Matip remember. 2023. I'm 24. Oh, 24. Sorry, 24. Yeah, I think he's, yeah. Got, he's got another. 24, yeah. So, so Matip's so, yeah, going to run his. So Matip, as much as I think he's finished, I don't think he's going to be sold. I just think Matip's going to be around just mm-hmm. to run out his contract. Okay. That leaves you with Konate, who's the future. Inshallah, my brother. I know, you, you sang his praises forever. From yeah. day, from day, yeah. man. Ah, oh, oh, man, I love him. Um, Verge, there's an uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. Virgil van Dijk has been the rock that all this success has been built on. Don't let any other clubs fan tell you otherwise. But that rock has been, what's the word, man? Chipped away at. Yeah. And again, he's a hero for us. He's our hero. But you know what you just said there, Huss? I don't want 
players losing their legs on our watch. It was a famous famous manager that said that as well. Um, oh, I can't um, remember the top of my head. Yeah, someone let us know in the chat who said that. Because my head's not working right today. I can't remember it. as well. Yeah, but, but it's spot on, right? We don't want other players... We don't want players running out of legs on our team. Go and do it in a... Uh, at Rangers or something. You know what I mean? Or Vitesse Arnhem or MLS or something. Don't do it on our watch. Now, I believe, guys, call it controversial, call it what you want. I believe Matip, Fabinho, definitely. We already know Henderson. I'm not going to name the name. Okay, I'll, I am because people are going to think I'm forgetting the Brexit players. No, we know Milner. We know Henderson. They were washed a year ago. Yeah. I don't know why they're still here. Even if only one of them needs to be here for the footballing culture. All right, if you're creating the footballing culture because it's massive as well. Fabinho, Henderson, Matip. Fabinho, Henderson, Matip, Bobby. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna put Gomez in there as well. I don't think none of those players are ever gonna reach the levels that we aspire to and what they aspire to and what they have shown. Agree. Agree. Do you guys agree, disagree? And what's your thoughts on that? I Every player you went through, I think you're spot on because I think they would reach. They some of them could possibly reach an acceptable, somewhat acceptable level, mm-hmm. but not the peak. Like you said, Chris, not to the peak of what we've known them to once have been. I I think you're spot on with what you said. I can't argue with anything you just said. But there's loads more. You know, the scary part is you're right. Ox too, William. Ox, yeah, of course. But I didn't mention that because I thought it's a given. Yeah, yeah. Nabby, Nabby too. Yeah, I thought that's a given. Bobby, oh, one of my favourite players of the clock era, man. Just changed the game, the changed the way we play. Do you know what I mean? It was so enjoyable watching him. It's like he's one of those guys that I would pick in my team every time in a seven-a-side, five-a-side. Yeah, Bobby, because yeah. he just he knows how to relax the ball in every situation you give him. But there's major surgery, man. And I know you. I know we started off by talking about Gomez, but again, he was uncertain throughout the game, decision making. Then it then it rubs off on. It Konate. Yeah, yeah. Robertson yeah. panics. Allison panics. I don't think Allison has been himself, you know, guys. Last few games. He hasn't. But yeah. Chris, that's testament to him. He's not been himself. And look, he's still been better than your average keeper. That is just testament to Allison. Oh, he's a sensation. And you're right. If without Allison, we'd be 12th or something, bro. Yeah, couple points above 100%. He saved so, us. So, look, they have chances. They get a disallowed goal. Half time. As you say, we rally a little bit after 15, 20 minutes. I see pressure, but I just think we're going to score a, a lucky goal, a scramble in the box. We might. A deflected shot from Thiago. Even that, he doesn't get a clean strike. Yeah, yeah. Gakpo, who I've been praising in terms of technique, in terms of striking the ball. Even Gakpo didn't strike the ball. What was your thoughts on Gakpo? I, uh, I've spoken about Gakpo every stream this week and for the last two weeks. I've got Hass's opinion on him as well. Speak on Gakpo. I heard you last night on, on the big six and I think you hit the nail on the head. Gakpo is going to have moments at us. Moments that are going to blow us away, get off of our seats. He's going to give us good moments. But... Yeah, one of those strikes is going to end up top bins, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because he yeah, does yeah, that yeah. shit. He does in, that shit. In, in a big game as well. Let's yeah, yeah, that yeah. Too. And crowd's going to go mad and we're going to say, Gakpo has arrived. Yeah, and fans will be like, see, and they'll be at and you can see, look, mm-hmm. you were wrong. But I don't think he will play that that consistently. And you know what, right? I was listening to a podcast that Diddy Haman, Diddy Haman did and he said... Gakpo might have to 
Klopp could mould him into that eight role at Liverpool. And at first he was getting slated. He was getting slated. He was getting slated. I've got a new phrase. I call him Gak Linton. Because when Didi Haman just said that, right? I thought, no, at the time I thought you're crazy. But then when I'm seeing his attributes, I'm not saying he'll he'll definitely be an eight. But I put it like this. I see where the idea came from when he did that. But in terms of him being a success at Liverpool, mm-hmm. I hate to say it. And like you said, Chris, I hope I'm wrong because we want the best for all of our players. But I can't see him being that guy. And this is where he kind of has less pressure than, let's say, a Nunes. Because of the price tag, and let's be honest, price tag plays a big part in the modern day, modern game. If, let's say, he does flop, God forbid he doesn't, but let's say he does, mm-hmm. it's not going to be that, it's not going to be as devastating as it would if a Nunes did, because... Let's be honest. I think it was 37 mil we paid for him. I think that's 40 Yeah, yeah. Let's just say 40 mil. Let's just say 40 mil. Yeah, let's say 40 mil. In the modern market, that's chicken change. Let's be honest. The way football is going, that, that is not a lot of money. So if he was to fall, it would be disappointing, but not as as much as, let's say, let's say Nina. So in an eight, I would one day like to see it because I can't, especially once Diaz and Jota come back, I can't see him starting much games at all. Well, well, if Bobby stays, like I believe yeah, he's going to stay, and Bobby staying as he's, well. he's going to be sixth choice. Yeah or, yeah. or do you not see him ahead of no, anyone? I think you're spot on. I think he is sixth choice. Honestly. This is what I'm saying, isn't it? Uh, Amajit sends in a super chat. He says, can we get refund for the hotel we booked in Istanbul? Uh, from from doubters to believers, back to believers to doubters again. It's mad, isn't it? In a matter of what? Eight months? Six to eight months? Like we were <laughs> flying, going for the quad. Life's different, man. Life's different. Um, DC sends in a super chat. He says, for Klopp to stay overhaul needed. We already know that. I don't think there's anything or anyone, whether you want to say you're a, a, a top red, whether you're a toxic red, whether you're a bottom red, level-headed red, whether you're a foreign red, local red, whatever kind of supporter, Liverpool supporter you are, if you cannot see that there needs to be surgery in this squad, football's not for you. Don't 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 try to twist it any other way. Football's not for you if you don't think surgery is needed. Whether you think major surgery is needed or you know under general anesthetic, that's up to you. But there's definitely surgery needed. Um Hus, you're suggesting if we get new owners and if we got the means, what you ID let's let me hit you with a let me hit you with a scenario of 300 mil budget. 250 to 300 mil in the summer. And you can, you can wheel and deal as well at the same time. I know I've just put you on the spot, but what are you, what you doing like overall? Like, you don't have to be precise because I've just put you on the spot. But what's the major surgery that you're doing with that 300 mil? Uh, the major area I'd look to strengthen, of course, is the midfield. Um, I'd be looking to buy three or four players in there. I'd let Kater go. I'd let him run his contract. Let him go. I'd let Ox go. I'd let Milner go as well. And I'd I'd basically make um, Henderson the new Milner. So stay around the squad, you know, play reduced minutes. So he'd become the Milner role, basically. And then I'd go look to buy, if, I mean, if we can, if we have the money to go buy Bellingham. Well, you got 300 mil, so yeah, you so, tell me, bro. So Bellingham would... I'll try to get him in. Uh, it looks like we want Matthias Nunes. If we can get him in, I'll go break the bank for Caicedo. 
and try to get him. If he hasn't moved to Chelsea already, I'd look to get him in. Okay, hold and on. Also... That's 140, 70. That's 140. How much is that? 210 you've spent so far. Yes. 210 you've spent so far. So I'm just I'm just keeping up. Okay. You know, like... And the other player I'd go... I'd go look to buy someone cheap because we can't just go by 100 million players everywhere in midfield. So I'd maybe look for someone like um, Manu Kone from Gladbach. So you're buying four midfielders? Yeah. And then... Oh, shit. And then I'd look to raise some funds elsewhere, selling players. Maybe I'd, I wouldn't mind selling if we got any bids for Gomez, even even Andy Robbo, if we got a bid. Oh! A big, yeah, if we got a big bid, I'd be looking to get rid. Um, oh, so can I? Can I? I need to know your thinking behind that yeah. one. Yeah, debut, oh. debut. This is Mudrick levels of debut. Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, I think I wouldn't be against selling Robertson, not because I think he's not he's not good anything or anything like that. I think he's great still, and the reason why is I I can see it's for squad planning because, like I said earlier, I don't want to see these players drop down and, and decline on our watch and we haven't I don't feel like we've maybe done as good planning re as recently uh, and it's led to this so I would be open to selling players like that that I see potentially are on the on the slide I don't know if you guys agree or not whether you whether you keep Robo or not I'd keep him don't get me wrong but if we got a big substantial bid I wouldn't be against it just because I'd look to buy someone younger with more legs uh, and, and even Simicast, I'd probably look to get rid of him because I, I think we could do with would do with a new left back. Uh, but it's not because Robertson is is bad or anything. It's just yeah. he's getting to that age. I think he's turned twenty nine in March. Yeah. So it's it's more the forward thinking, forward planning, and uh, yeah. Other than that, I'd be happy with the attack. Is fine. I think we just have to wait till Diaz is back, Jota's back, and I don't think we need anything there. Centre back, you could maybe go by. Someone there, uh, Vardio is linked or he's been linked uh, with us before, I think. And he's one player I like the look of. Um, so yeah, one center back, maybe four center midfielders. And if I'm allowed to go crazy, then maybe a left back. But yeah, other than that, I think we should be. Well, you're allowed to do what you want because I've just signed you a check off for 300 mil. Now you said you want four midfielders, like, yeah. and then you talk about. Forward planning. What's your planning in terms of how you're looking to play? For because because all right, so you've yeah. got four midfielders and pretty much, unless I'm mistaken, okay, Kone may be a a good squad option. Yeah, but you're picking pretty much four first teamers, and you've got Tiago still. You're keeping Tiago, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, keeping Tiago. You're taking you're keeping Fabinho. Yeah, I'd. That's where I uh, think uh, I'd be willing to let Fabinho go as well if we got any bid. I would be selling Fabinho. I'd be letting... Um, obviously, I said I'd let Keita go. So Fabinho is the one I wouldn't be against seeing leave if we got any uh, a good bid for him. Rums, uh, you can comment on that and then what are you doing with if I give you 300 million in the summer now? You know, I think a lot of a lot of um, what you said makes sense. But for me, Robbo is just a bit too premature. I, if, you'd, if you'd said maybe at... Like I said, he turns 29 in March. If you yeah. said maybe, even I think next season's too premature, if you say maybe in two years' time, I could hear it. But Robbo's entering his peak. So he's in his peak. And I still still think he has two, three years at the top. You're seeing, 
out in our whole starting eleven, you're seeing he's the one that can normally last the ninety, and his energy levels don't have a drastic drop. This is why I said the injury was kind of a blessing in disguise because he needed that. We saw before his injury, Robbo looked spent in a lot of games. He looked spent, but since that injury, it kind of gave him a rest. Not going obviously Scotland not qualifying for the World Cup. I think Robbo's been one of our better players coming back of the World Cup, him and maybe Ox. So that's the only one I'd say premature. But as for Naby, Ox, I think you said Fabino, I think you said Milner. Henderson, I agree. I keep him in, not as a starting level, I'm putting that out there now, but as a squad player, like Grizzles alluding to earlier, the football coach, I keep him in. But everything bar Robbo, I agree with what you said. But yes. I would add a few... English midfielders just for that homegrown quote. Okay. So maybe a I don't know you two's opinion on this, but I don't know you two's opinion on Mason Mount. But if he's there for a reasonable price, it's I'd not about our business, yours, your your choice. What are you doing? 300 yeah. million. So I'm assuming you're saying, Jude, are you are you on the Jude train? You 100 percent want him? You want to spend 100 million on him? Yeah. So of your budget? Yeah, so we're on two. Okay. You said 300 war chest, so it's yeah, 300. Million. Yeah, 300 yeah. war chest, yeah. So, Mateus Nunes probably, I think he's been quoted at 50 million. Yeah, he's done deal if we want him for 45. 45, 50. Um, I'm bringing in a Keenan Jusby Hall. I'm a big admirer of him. Again, not to necessarily start, but to, I think he'll be a quality player coming off the bench. He's a crop player. He'll fit the system, workhorse, industrious. I would also put him in, I think Leicester would probably, let's say 30 million, 30, 35 million for him. Um, Acquired a Kone from Gladbach. I've been a big admirer for him from the, for the longest now. Also bring him in. And Everton will pull our hand, but I'm going to do a Nana. I wanted him before he even made that move from Lille to Everton. I'm a, I've been a big admirer of him. But again, it's not really realistic because they would... He's probably no more than, than a 40, 50 million, but they'll probably up to about 70 to 80, which we won't realistically pay. But um, that would probably be... The midfield options I go with everyone. So you're, so you're going for four as well. Or both yeah, of you guys think... are going for four midfielders. Are you lot that pissed off with the midfield and the yes, state of the because mid... three as a whole? Like, but in in one window, isn't that too much? Like, how we how we go on, go on justify four midfielders um, in one window? Now, for me, is a lot of I've seen a lot of fans say this is a transition season. But for me, this isn't really a transition season at all. We've signed one player, Nunes. Nothing should have really changed at all. It should have been seamless, really. We get rid of Mane and we're bringing in Nunes. For me, if we bring in four midfielders, I'm willing to next season just say, you lads, you know, show us what you got. And the year after is the year I think we should be looking to, you know, win it again, potentially the title. Because for me, when you when you buy that many players, three, four midfielders, I'm willing to give next season not a, not a pass or anything like that. It's more letting the lads gel and the new signings and getting used to it, and then maybe challenge the year after. Because for me, this season, I, I, you know, a lot of people have said it's a transition. I don't see it that way. We've signed Ramsey, who doesn't play, Cavallo doesn't play, and Nunes is the only one really where it's a first team signing. So, yeah, I'm willing to next season if we do what what's needed. I'm willing next season just to see how we do and get in the place to gel and create something, and then look to challenge the year after because. I could say, if we're doing a lot of change, it's going to be hard to just, you know, gel and win it again, the title, if we buy four midfielders. That's the only worry, because Klopp doesn't like a lot of a lot of change. So I don't know if he'd actually do something like that, but... No, 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 forget Klopp, this is Huss. If, if it's me, I, I'm willing to uh, 
yeah, I'm willing to buy three, four midfielders. Wow. I think it's needed. Yeah. Okay, so you're doing four midfielders and a left back. I mean, that's more. It's because I'll go back to. I'll, I'll no, 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 no. Don't go back. No, no, don't go back. No, don't. No, no, I'll, listen. Let me. Let me. I'll let me. Explain, let me I'll explain. Man, man of experience, isn't it? Older brother. I'll, I'll explain. So listen to me. Listen, listen to me first. Never be swayed by comments. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to pull up a few comments and I'm going to tell him to shut up. No, minute. I'll explain because I'll explain. they're saying, Oh, Chris, these guys are letting you down. Shut your mouth, they're letting me down. They're giving their opinion, they're here to give me their opinion. Nobody I'll wants explain. to hear the same opinion again and again being drummed. If you disagree, you disagree, no problem. But don't try to call them out, man, on my channel, man. Shut your mouths. We unfollowed, no problem. Look at this, look at this chief unfollowed, Chris. Sorry, mate, ridiculous fans with a common sense with a backing for the fellow. Shut up and get out. Get out. Don't care for you, fool. Let me block you as well at the same time. This is what I hate about people. Yeah. Everyone thinks everyone has to have the same opinion. So don't be swayed about people in the chat. I can, I can disagree with you and I can give you a rebuttal for your argument. But all of this are, I'm not going to follow. Or I'm not going like, to uh, like it because I disagree with you and it's bollocks. I don't need people like that on my channel. I don't need subscribers like that. Get out of here. So don't be swayed. Just think, tell me what you think and how you justify it. Calm. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll explain what I meant. So I think... It's, it's fair to say every, everyone wants Fabinho's soul, right? Most Liverpool fans would be, would be okay with him if he was moved on, I think. I think so. So if we look, if I said to you 12 months ago, let's say 12, 18 months ago, let's sell Fabinho, mm -hmm. I would have mm -hmm. got the same reaction from everyone. Agreed. So there's two years left, you know, he's not going to decline. I'm only predicting, obviously I, I could be wrong, for, uh, Robertson could go on to, you know, be great for the next two years. I'm just saying, if you look back 12 months ago and I told you let's sell Fabinho, everyone would have said the same, the outroar. Why would you want to sell the best six in the world? Everything like that. So with, with Robertson, it's more the fact I think we need to bring the age down of the squad. And I think we still have experience in a team with Virgil, who I'm keeping, by the way. And a lot of people think he's finished. I'm keeping Virgil. Salah, I'm keeping him. We've got experience there. So I feel Alisson's um, experience. So I think we've got enough, you know, the age group. And I think we do need to lower the age, the overall. Because I was looking at um, Arsenal squad. They're like... 24 average age and ours is 29 they're 30. us four years ago yeah, yeah. so and you know in, in a year's time I think in 12 months time people might say oh now we should get rid of them when you the time to get rid of them is maybe when so they're still I think, good let me let me let me make your case a bit stronger hire me in it bro hire me yeah hire me I'm a lawyer like football lawyer I can help out in these situations what I would say in your defence right if I was your lawyer the case that you've made is I, I would say as we've got new owners and we already know when new owners come in, they like to flex financial muscle. Um, see what Tobolli's done. See what Roman has done. See what every owner, when they've come into the new club, that's what they do, right? They flex their financial muscle. So you, I think I would say I need to make as many changes as I can whilst the owners are getting their feet under the table when they're flexing their financial muscle because we already know what owners can be like going forward, moving forward. They might not give you 300 every window. They might not even give you 200 every window. So you need to do what you can to overhaul that squad if you need it, if you need it be to be overhauled with that 300 million and make a big impact. It may ruffle a few feathers. I believe the squad does need a ruffling of a few feathers. 100% it does. But... I don't know. I'm not sure if I agree with you a lot about four midfielders in one window. Unless, yeah, I don't know. Go on, only, Ron, before I come through a few super chats. Go on, Ron. Only, only because look how much outgoings we, 
will potentially be having in in Fabino, in Ox, in Naby. I personally would sell Jones as well. They'll we will have so much outgoings. That's the only reason why why and from some of the outgoings we'll be recouping some money because where I disagree with, with us is I'm keep both left back options and both right back options. Obviously, I hope Ramsey obviously because I know Ramsey's uh, Ramsey's having injury problems. Harsh. Yeah, Let me just tell you, don't go to Ramsey's going to be a bad boy. Trust bad boy, me, yeah. Ramsey's so, going to be a bad boy. In terms of fullbacks, I keep. Cannot I agree with us? Dyke I keep. Van Dyke I keep. Canate I keep. For me, Gomez and Matty Parcel, and I know that sounds mad, but I think we'll recoup about. Out, remember when you asked because we didn't even we didn't even answer that question when you said so. What is a big um, fee for Gomez? For me, mm. with everything- okay, okay, okay. Check this out: forty million Aston Villa. What are you saying? Yeah, yeah. That I was going to quote that anyway. Roughly thirty-five to forty million because he he still has. I know he's had a lot of serious injuries, but he still is approaching twenty-six, and I think. With that, you can maybe free up some fun for maybe a guard of apparently a big Liverpool fan. I'm not sure how true that is, but apparently... No, he's a massive Liverpool fan. Him and his father's big but, Liverpool fan. But, so but you're looking 75 million for Bardio. Yeah. So, But I feel like the club sells itself. We'll just literally need to agree personal terms and whatnot. For me, like we alluded to earlier in the show, Grizz, Salah, G- Salah, Gapo, Nunes, Jota, Diaz and Bobby, if he stays... That's to, with Elliot being being kind of again, he's gonna um sometimes playing that forward three, sometimes playing the midfield. He's also there. Cavallo, I've been his biggest advocate. I feel like he may need a loan move because I could just not see how he fits into this into this team right now, even maybe next season. But that's the only reason why I'm so predominant on, on midfield options because I think that's where we need our because I agree with Hassan. For me, this shouldn't really have needed to have been to be yeah. a transition season because, again, you can use the cliche sayings, we, we were 180 min, um, minutes off a quad, so I don't understand how the next immediate season can be a transition season. I just feel like if we, once we fix our midfield and Klopp gets youth, because for me, it's not really the system that's not working. It's just the personnel. Once you've got players that can replicate what he wants to do, I think we'll then gradually get better. But I agree with us. I don't think will necessarily be challenging again next season. It might take the season after, I believe, the 24 to 25 season. So, yeah, that's the only reason why I'm so focused on that midfield department. Fair enough, fair enough. Let's go for a few Super Chats, people. We can comment on them as well. Uh, yo, what's because Casado coming, Briz? I'm speaking into fruition. Calma, get through the storm. We have to get through the storm. We've got no choice. I ain't about to give up. I ain't about to say, yeah, that's it. That's our team's dead, you know, finished. I ain't looking to support Brighton. No nah, man, I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm still. By the way, people, Brighton are losing. They're losing. We've made, we've made ground on Brighton. And <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean, bro, small, <laughs> small battles. We have to win the small battles, like Jurgen says. Win our little, little challenges for now. Uh, look, the situation with Casado is, he's our number one target for January. But Brighton are not budging. They want seventy-five million for him. We're not looking to pay seventy-five million for him. If Chelsea bid seventy-five million for him, like I believe they will, on Monday this week. They'll get him if he if 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 he doesn't go there. I'm pretty certain. I'm pretty certain he's waiting for Liverpool in the summer. People, that's our only hope. From what I told you lot from Casado early, that we Liverpool want him. It's come out now that we do want him. We're not willing to pay 75 million, and I can understand that. Even though I'm desperate for him, I don't know if I understand that, but whatever it is, it's 75 million. We're not willing to pay that right now. If he doesn't go to Chelsea, 
the brother has got his heart set on us. That's all I'm saying. But they will pay what they need to pay because that's how they're operating right now, right? It is what it is. Grizz and gentlemen, Dinesh Karai, big up yourself. He says, Grizz and gentlemen, do you think Liverpool drop back five yards, play teams on a break with Thiago and fullback passing for forward until the summer? No. He won't change the way he plays. He plays the way he plays. Even today, he knows he's got quick centre-backs in um, in Konate. And to be honest with you, they didn't get in behind us today. It wasn't too much of a threat. They tried making third, second-man runs and third-man runs with Mount and uh, Havertz and Mudrick later on. But they didn't really, really. They weren't. They weren't getting through us like recent te- like like games have been recently. So I think we have. But that's because we've got more energy in midfield. Midfield, yeah, yeah. To give them less space. Big up, big K's in the building. Yo, big K. What are you saying? I see. Obviously, people will know big K from Redford as he says there will be a minimum of two, three home growers play needed as well. Yeah. That's the base of all rebuilds. If Bellingham is one, who is the other? I know we love Mason Mount. I love Mason Mount, but you're, you're a Mount we, can, fan as well. Yeah, yeah, big up, big up Mason Mount. Uh, very, very underrated. But can we see Chelsea letting him go? I unless he wants to leave. Unless he wants to leave. And if they do, let's be honest. It's I know he's got what eighteen months left, but it's Liverpool and Chelsea. They're gonna try and extort us, even with eighteen months left. They'll probably try and try. And- uh, do you know what? Do you know what? they might, but I don't think they. I don't think they will because they have to let go of a lot of players. So if he makes it very clear to them, and let me tell you a little exclusive. I was going to save this for tomorrow's show, but we've spoken to his dad. That's what I'm telling you. We've spoken to Mason Mount's dad already. So let's see. Keep an eye on that contract situation with Chelsea because mm. we like a few English players: um, Declan Rice, Jude Bellingham, Mason Mount. We are. Quick we already. We already know. We already know what we need to do. Sorry, go on. Regarding the Mount um, potential signing, though, quick question for both of you. Do you feel like he might try and break the wage structure, though? Because that's no. apparently why he's not signing. No, 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 no. That's, that's, that's the thing. He's not. That's not. It's not a wages issue for him at Chelsea. Yeah. So it's not. he's not like that. It's not about wages and he wants to leave because they're not giving the money. It's a few things, including his role in the team. You know, new players. He's a bit bemused. Coach is different. He's like a... You know, he's a project, he's a project kind of guy. So, but let's see. I still think he might agree to probably agree to stay there. But if he doesn't, we will be in there like a. We'll have some decisions to make in, in terms of who do we want out of the English contingent. Dinesh comes in with another one. He says, "Cash in on Mo, hundred fifty million plus. We would have with or other sale on your budget five hundred mil. <laughs> Buy two cent a half, three million. Yo, 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 calma, calma, calma." <laughs> Dinesh, we're getting a bit too FIFA. I know Hus got all you guys salivating at the mad rebuild that he's doing. But yeah, <laughs> this, this is you, you know. This is quite the debut. You got everyone spending 500 mil selling the spine of the team. Mohamed Salah, Robertson, every man. Relax. <laughs> everyone calm down. Everyone calm yeah. down. Whatever happens, stay away from uh, Mount. Aki. Oh, man, come on. He's, he's not that bad. He's not that bad. Yo, what's good? Says Jude Casado, Jacob Ramsey, shout. Right winger Musa Diaby get an experienced centre back and one from the academy as well. I'd sell Fabinho, Matip, and Phillips. I wouldn't disagree with the last three people. I just wouldn't disagree with the last three, but it's too much to do, guys. If we're yeah. selling two centre backs, we're unsure on Gomez. That leaves us Konate and Virgil as our two starting centre backs. So that would probably mean we need to bring in one centre back that's minimum a possible starter. And you lot are saying minimum three midfielders. Minimum, yeah. Yep. That's a lot of work. 
it's a lot of work. But I mean, but look, we come to that. Look, we 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 we. The reason why it's a lot of work is because, as you guys have said, it didn't need to be like this. It did not need to be like this. If we had done one yep. major signing in the last two, even I'm not even saying three, four windows, one extra signing in the last two windows in that midfield, I would have been calm, you know, people. I would have been calm. If we got, let's just say, the equivalent of a Moises Casado, the equivalent of a Let's say Nuna, let's say if we got Nunes, forget Jude. Dortmund didn't want to sell. We already know we want him. If we had Nunes and Casado in the current setup, I'm calm, you know. I'm telling you now, we're second or third. Maybe not Arsenal levels, but I'm okay. Even with the injuries to our forwards. By the fact that we haven't got nothing in our midfield, we're relying. I don't know if you missed the show, uh, Rums, we were talking at the start. The pressure on Bajetic to be our starting player at midday kickoff against rivals Chelsea is crazy. We're relying on Elliot and, and Casado, uh, Elliot and um, Bacetic. It's true. I missed it, but that, that was my thinking as well. It is crazy, but just because we've been seeing the same sort of performances and results, I still, off the merit of Tuesday evening as well, I still would have started him, but I hear what you're saying. The fact we even have to start him. No, no. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, but we're starting him. Uh, we're starting him because not because he's mad. Not because he's our new uh, Busquets or Casemiro. We're starting him because the others are so off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. How Literally. stinky are Fabinho and Henderson? And I keep saying Fabinho and Henderson. I hate this pick on one player. Yeah. Matip's been stinky. Henderson's been stinky. Fabinho's been stinky. Thiago today was pretty stinky. Like some of his wayward passes. How are you trying to disguise no-look passes, playing him into the danger midfield when you've got a young 18-year-old? Thiago, are yeah. you an idiot? Yeah, it was crazy. You do that when you've got man like on your wavelength, like like Xavi with you or uh, I don't know who he had at Bayern Munich. I can't even remember. But, you know, if you've got other people on your wavelength with you and they know exactly what you're doing. You've got yeah. Naby, who's hardly played this season, and you've got a young man in midfield and a gap up front and Harvey Elliott on the left wing, and you're playing no-look passes into midfield like everyone's going to read your game and expecting everyone to be on your level, which is elite levels of yeah. gameplay. Do you get what I mean? You have to play percentage football. That's not percentage football. You know what I mean? It's like, it bemuses me sometimes, man, how, how some of the lads are operating. But this is like a... It's a shitstorm we're going through, innit? And some of the decisions we're making are wild. Like, including Klopp. Including Klopp. Do you know what's frustrating as well? If it wasn't Thiago doing a no-look pass today into, into a bland area, it was Kate's way of pass. Kate was actually seeing the pass. But pass, the way but, of yeah, pass, way of pass. Just, always short. Yeah, it was just always... It wasn't even It wasn't even going halfway to the guy. They were just intercepting the minute it come off his foot. And I thought, come on, you need to put a bit of punch in your pass. Oomph. Put a bit yeah. of oomph in it. But look, guys, it wasn't all negative. We're going to try to round up the show with a couple of positives, maybe. I'm asking you, Huss, is there any positives that you saw today? Maybe the, the Nunes little cameo? I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm struggling. Positives, there's some small positives. Like back clean sheet. Like, yeah, we spoke about yeah. clean sheet. That's the main one, I think. Recently, People are saying Ibu... Yeah, recent weeks we've been too easy to play against. Like mm-hmm. Brighton just cut one ball, just cut through us. I don't see that any. I didn't see that today where one ball is just through. So in that sense, we look a bit more, we look a bit more solid. 
Mm. If you want to take that as a positive, we don't look as easy to like just cut through. And I've seen that happen to us a lot against Brentford, against Brighton, all those teams. So, yeah, in that sense, that's definitely a positive. Um, of Bashek playing again, getting some minutes. Uh, Ibu, I thought was decent a, a bit. Um, Allison, couple of saves. I mean, for me, it's more about just hoping to, to you know keep the score down. Like not concede first is another thing because we keep conceding first, and I always said. That's something we need to stop doing. And it's, it was becoming a habit. And yeah, I think clean sheet is a positive start, but there's not really much right now. I can hang my hat on, but I'm hoping we could turn it around. Um, do you know when I think is Jota back soon? Jota's, where, where, where are we? We're in mid Jan. Jota's going to start full team training uh, at the end of the month. So you're looking to give him another two to three weeks on top of that as well. Because has he started light individual? Mm. I read, yeah, he started mm. light individual. But um, I guess just echoing what Huss mm. said, that I would say first of all, clean sheet back to back as well, like you two said. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's something to work with. So yeah, it's something. It's it's kind of a foundation. I don't know to build. You know what I mean? Um, for me, I don't know you two. I'm a big admirer of Nunes. I think. Again, price tag brings a lot of scrutiny onto him, but I know you, sometimes you know what we were saying about Gapo. I hope I'm wrong, but I just can't see him being a long-term Liverpool player. Nunes, I can. I know it's chaos. You can say what you want. The price tag. He's not done all of that stuff, and he didn't put himself in good stead with the early suspension. Um, start the game, start of the season. But there's something there, man, and I think he's going to be a special player for us. Whether when that is, who knows? And in foot, we don't really get a lot of time anymore. But I think Nunez's cameo off the left, I love him on that left, man. And this is why today maybe would have been a bit too premature. But if Klopp was to play Salah in the middle, Elliot on the right, and Nunez on that left instead of Gakpo, I know, again, you don't, you just come back from an injury and you didn't want to rush him. So I get that. But if he was to, I would not have been complaining. But I think Nunez's cameo, um, I don't know what you're saying about Bajic. I know it was a. It was a big game for him, but I think he somewhat did well. So after the no. yellow, yeah, 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 hundred percent. Do you know what I love about him? He, do you know, do you remember when Fabinho was in his prime? And what do we used to love about Fabinho? And what it was spoken about? How he used to be a front foot presser. Yes. So there's a difference in pressing people, or there's a difference of shield ways of how DM shield. Well, there's many different ways, but one of the ways that we were known for was being front foot. So Fabinho would leave his position as the deepest DM or the deepest player in that midfield and go and target their player that was going to get the ball off their back four. Mm. Let's say a Jorginho or whoever. Go up high. I love that about this kid, you know, and he's brave when he does it. You know what else I love about him, um, Grizz, as well? By the way, I'm not saying he's scratched by any means. We know that what one one of the best, the best hits I've seen in my lifetime. However, the way he likes to receive the ball under pressure, I like that. He doesn't really hide. He doesn't really hide, and I, I love seeing that, especially at his age. And I think we be patient about it. I think he can be a very, very big player for us in the future. But I think he had a good game. Nunez's cameo, the clean sheet. I think Robbo, you might just say it's typical Robbo, a lot of energy, but I think he was getting into very good um positions. Ali just, I don't even know whether this is a positive anymore. It's just, it's just the norm. It's becoming the norm. It's just, it's, he's been our, he's been our one constant throughout this whole season, but. I'll say the main positive is the clean sheet. If, if I had to nitpick, that would be the main one. The fact we didn't lose clean sheet, even if it is 10 3, just, well, just until Brentford play, we've gone eight, can potentially stay there by the by the time the weekend ends. So, yeah, we didn't look, we didn't lose. 
we didn't yeah. let them gain on us because they're shit as well. Yeah, they're shit as well. So I'm not taking too much of a positive from a draw because I, I'm pretty sure most other teams would have beaten us today. Like, because they can't score as well. You got to remember they're like what sixty feet in nine or something, Some something crazy, like that. Yeah. yeah, so they're not full of confidence. But neither are we. And you could see the confidence in us sip away, sip away near the end. But as you guys said, we didn't lose. We go again. Uh, and we have to take the positives. I thought Begetich was a positive, 100%. Um, I think Nunes was a positive. Gakpo, we're seeing... I like the confidence of him to keep continue shooting. He's not, he's not being shy, which is fine. You know, sometimes... What forwards start doing is just laying it off every time, yeah. doing the simple things. He's still trying to make space because that's his forte, you know. His forte is make a little bit of space and bang, left foot, right foot. He's one of those shooters, just pure shooters. So he's going to score a couple of bangers and we're going to say, yo, but he needs time to work on his overall game. I think we can't judge him until everyone's back. Everyone's back and then there's time to put scrutiny him. Nunes... Hopefully, obviously, it was obvious that he was not fully fit. But again, look at the chaos he caused in that last five, ten minutes. Do you know what I mean? He nearly done something, something, full ball, full of the foot. You know, Trent should have taken a touch. Do you remember when he went, when he yes. got to that ball? Yes. If yes. Trent takes a touch and composes himself, Trent scores. Trent leans back. The soul, and that was like a robo finish from the yeah. other side. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it is what it is, man. We we didn't lose. Chelsea didn't gain on us. We didn't gain on them. Brighton are still losing. We still, so that means we still, you know what I mean, gained a point on them. I think they're above us, in it? So we gained a point on them. Yeah. And look, it's something to work on. Uh, people, mad love in the chat, as always. I'm about 20, 20 likes short of 300, which is a nice ratio, I'm not going to lie, for a Saturday afternoon. I don't normally do random Saturday afternoon streams, but I thought, let me talk, man. Let me talk. Let me talk. Let me talk, man. You know what I mean, I need to talk on Liverpool, man. Um, Rom's nice one for popping in. Yeah. Thanks, uh, man. No problem, Hass. I hope that debut wasn't too. A couple of people came for you still, but that's a good <laughs> sign. When people come for you, trust me, that's a good sign. That means you made them think and trigger their brains and they can't take it. You know, the calm ones hear what you say, they disagree with you, and they talk back to you in a footballing sense and, you know, respect your opinion, but come back to you. The mm. ones that are dickheads get triggered and can't take it and their brain can't function an argument or a conversation or a debate. So you've done well, bro. It's all about triggering emotions and debate. So hope you enjoyed your debut as well. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, appreciate it a lot. Nice one. People, this has been Post-Match Carnage. I'll be back at 7.30 with the rest of the results. Calling Khan, your favourite calling show. Me, Bilal and Zuberi are on the mics today. Taking your calls. I'll be leaving the stream link in the pin chat. Come through. Give us your opinions. Liverpool, Chelsea, Man United. Massive games tomorrow. Very quickly, guys. Man United, Arsenal. What are you saying? 3-1 Arsenal. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. Huss? Uh, I'm going to go 2-1 Arsenal. It's going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be tight, you know. I don't, I don't know. Let's see. But call in Khan, 7.30. Make sure you're there. Make sure you early gang like up the stream. I'll see you soon. Peace out. Take care.
Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.